that the, the wall is just a wall and the jump's just a jump, whatever. But the obstacle can be seen as a problem. And the thing in life is if you treat your problems or if you approach that challenge in a way that you avoid it, there's only only more challenges, obstacles, walls are going to arise and limit you in your potential. So what I really like about Park and what's kept me in is appreciating the challenge and trying to work with it because eventually the wall can become an opportunity. So it's not a problem anymore. Nothing has changed. The wall's still the same, but you, everything that you did changed your perception, how you approach this thing. Hi, Luis here, the lucky guy who sits and chats with the cool people in the parkour community. Today on Swapping Shoes, I had the pleasure to talk with Robin Link, aka Robin the Coach, an experienced tracer and coach from Germany. Robin uses his Instagram to share important tips about parkour training. We chatted about weight training, motivation, and a lot about being parkour nerds. Yeah, so let's go for it. This is Swapping Shoes with Robin the Coach. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, Robin, the coach, Robin Link. Welcome to Swapping Shoes. Hello, Lewis. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Honored to have you here, man. It's nice. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Before we start, I would uh, like to ask you two things. One is like, where are you from? Where are you right now? I'm from Germany, but my dad's from England. So many people confuse that, but I've been living in Germany almost all my life. And right now I live mm -hmm on the southwestern tip of Germany, very close to the French and Swiss border. Freiburg, right? That's right, exactly. Nice. And how did Robin become the coach? <laughs> um, are you talking about the Instagram account or the story of how I became a coach in general? Oh, you, oh, you. how you became a coach? What is, uh, how did you go from a parkour practitioner, lover, uh, enthusiast into a parkour coach based on what you're doing now right yes so i've been practicing for over 12 years now so i'm kind of old in new terms i'd say and i think my first coaching experience was when my mother moved to switzerland i'd go over there and they would have weekly workshops and i remember kind of naturally because i was more advanced than them i would take over parts of the workshops it kind of naturally happened And I realized I, I really enjoy teaching anything, really. Um, and so I pursued that. And kind of naturally, I had many opportunities come my way where I was able to coach. So I did that for my university. And I had a huge coaching tour summer last year, um, which was funny because of COVID. But, yeah, I was I was lucky enough to have enough opportunities. And then... As for the Instagram account, I thought it would be nice to influence more people on a, on, on a larger scale for one. And then again, as with everything that you do as a teacher, you kind of repeat the same things and you get the same questions over and over again. And I thought it would be nice to have a database where all the things that you keep repeating um, is already there. So... I thought, well, if I if I want that, why don't I make that? And that's kind of the goal that I'll pursue with every post is what value can I bring? What can I say that I don't need to repeat from mm -hmm. then on and can direct people to the thing? Because I'm tired of people asking me, how can I learn to backflip? I'm just like, it's out there. Look at my page. <laughs> yes, and your page <laughs> is awesome, man. It's a really good, like resourceful 
spot for parkour people to get better in different aspects that is not found only on nice action real videos or training videos it's way more it's like a deeper and i think most part of your things they they can be you can you can see how some of your tips are already kind of natural in our training for instance uh, you recently posted a yes. ppa i guess is the name of how to increase your power for jumps what is the name of the that PAP, post activation potentiation, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then on the other hand, I was thinking, parkour people kind of do it without the specific training yeah. on weightlifting or just the sprints. We do it with preps. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I kind of, because I'm also a personal trainer, so I was, I, I think there's a huge potential in especially strength and conditioning. And I think the way many people go about their training is not very organized which is fine because everybody has, you know, different motivation on why they do things. But that's also why many posts are about strength training, actually, because I think there's uh, it, it's very neglected. Mm -hmm. and I think it has the potential to bring the sport to another level in two terms. One in uh, improving your skills, improving longevity. And the other one is being recognized as a professional sport, which I think is still a huge problem we're struggling with because whoever you're talking to, people don't really know what we're doing. People don't really understand that we're athletes, not just, you know, madmen. Yeah. And so that's kind of my personal mission to to show people that there's more to the sport and that we, we train our minds and bodies in different ways and that the sport has all elements of a professional sport and so that we'll hopefully be recognized as as a professional sport more in the future so we can have more opportunities within parkour for, you know, exchange of ideas, opportunities to train on yeah. money, hopefully, eventually. It would be great if more people could live off the sport, yeah. being trainers, being coaches, owning gyms. Or, I mean, there's endless possibilities, but we need to create them. So yes. I hope to do my little part. Yes, good. Um, and do you, do you I, I, I agree with you that we still have this kind of vague idea of what parkour is, and this is uh, difficult to... Uh, in a new sport that's still on this very um, uh, embryomatic, I don't know, like the very beginning of the sport that we still are yeah. creating it, um, we don't have a f real concept and a, a real goal, a real f like road federation or what it is. But here's the question, is parkour a sport, a discipline, a martial art or art form? What is it? Because you, you call it a sport. But f for me, for example, I don't see myself as an athlete. I see myself as an artist. Right. You know? So do, do you think it's more like a sport, a discipline, an art form? What is it? It, it is a hard question. Um, it is a very hard question. It really depends on what, how you, how you define a sport or an art or a discipline. Parkour to me is basically everything. Everything I am is owed to me pra practicing parkour. If you want to call it sport or art, doesn't matter. So it's, it's, it's much more to me than probably people outside of the sport. I call it sport again. <laughs> but I think, I mean, it is, it is a physical discipline. So that's definitely similar to a sport and we train our bodies and minds, so I think it's it's close to martial arts, which, you know, the, the overall, how you describe fighting, it's, it's still a sport, so I'd say, yes, it is, but then again, it has concepts of many other disciplines. Kind of capoeira, I think, is 
similar as it's very wholesome because they sing, they play instruments, they dance and they fight. And so it's, it's very complete in terms of what areas you explore. And I think parkour is kind of also very complete because you one have the physical aspect, which is training and doing jumps, but then also the huge thing, which is mental aspects, which I think is more important or what, what I wish people would understand a lot better is that the, the wall is just a wall and the jump's just a jump, whatever. But the obstacle can be seen as a problem. Mm-hmm. And the thing in life is if you treat your problems or if you approach that challenge in a way that you avoid it, there's only, only more challenges, obstacles, walls are going to arise and limit you in your potential. So what I really like about Parkham was kept me in is appreciating the challenge and trying to work with it because eventually the wall can become an opportunity. So it's not a problem anymore. Nothing has changed. The wall is still the same, but you, everything that you did changed your perception, how you approached this thing. And I think if you take that out of Parkham, oh, so nice. I think that's where the potential lies. Other people do it with other sports, but I think it's so obvious now a sport. And I think there's great potential in teaching, you know, children or grown-ups and it helped me so much in my life to take this perspective where I have this huge problem in front of me. But I will say, well, I overcame that wall. I overcame that jump. This is just another problem that I need to approach. So what are the steps to do it? And then just try that and go through it and trust the process. And eventually, um, it's not a problem. It's fun. It's it's like a playground. Yeah, then it's part where you, yeah. you kind of also you pick your battle. Also, is another lesson because Definitely, you yeah. picks your 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 obstacles and probably you you see the parkour uh, in your own way. It's your parkour, and other people see in another way, and it's their parkour. True. And yeah. Of course, that the, the physicality and the technicality of parkour is uh, it's a global, it's general, but it's still the mental plus physical aspect is very unique. Right? Yeah, it's, it's actually a beautiful analogy because um, when no two athletes are the same, like no, because we have no rules to it, so it actually applies a lot more because how you approach the problem doesn't matter as long as you get along with it. Which is the same thing we do. We'll just like get over that wall. That's all right. I don't care how you do it. I mean, there's more more or less elegant ways to do it, but you know, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. So maybe it's even a philosophy. I couldn't define it. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, it's hard to define. I think it's parkour. It's its own thing. It's yeah. not only a sport. Not only a discipline. Not only a martial art. It's a. It's parkour. It's, yeah. It's a. It's a new type of activity that is very natural also, you know, and now we're kind of working on it. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I tell people when I meet them, I'm like, I always speak about parkour, like one way or another. I'm like, because everything is parkour to me or everything has analogies. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of what I do within the sport. This is what I kind of do within the sport. So I kind of approach my life in the same way I approach training now. Yeah, and we were talking about the individuality and how... Uh, two athletes are not the same and here's another point another uh, th- thing that I wanted to talk to you about uh, you you share a lot of like this, um, this conditioning and strength training uh, on your page and 
and I think for me it's super yeah. important. I train pretty much every time I go training. At, at least like thirty percent of it is repetitions or like strength or conditioning. Um, and I was wondering yeah. because there is an aspect of nature and nurturing parkour, and I really really like it to see it how everyone yeah. moves in a different way and how each one of us have our own uh, weaknesses and specialties. And um, even if we mm -hmm. do the same exercises, in the end of the day, the outcomes are not going to be the same because there's biotype uh, and our yes. physiologies are all very different. And uh, for example, you see like Andy's, Absolutely. Uh, he has extremely stretchy tendons. So for him to run, he has to go really deep yeah, to get the tension. And on the other hand, you have Salgado. Yeah. That is super tense, very short like uh, yeah. articulations. He can't even fully extend his arm, but super explosive. And here's the question that I wanted to ask right. for you. For someone who is starting right now or who wants to improve, what should they focus more on adapting or changing? Adapting their body into their training or changing into their goals? What do you think is more important? Right. So I think I think people should focus on what brings them the most the most joy, um, because I think. But honestly, yeah, I think I would be very full of myself telling people I know what parkour is, and especially telling people this is right and this is wrong. Um, that being said, I try to make the information I put out very correct, and I try to research it quite well. Um, but there's, you can do whatever you want. At the end of the day, you can do whatever you want. It's just that I want to give input and show the potential that different training approaches and trainings can have. And I genuinely believe that strength training, especially resistance training, is heavily overlooked and has a huge potential in bringing out the best of us and making us and in, you know, bringing longevity to the sport. Um, And that's what I point out. At the end of the day, do what makes you happy and try to find out what works for you. If you hate every second of conditioning, this is not going to improve your practice at all. People that do it, they enjoy progress. They're very disciplined and they put in the work. I'm one of those people, so I don't mind doing that. But if you hate it and need to drag yourself through it all the time, just go out and do your jumps. That's all right, too. <laughs> But you can't promise a very long career. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> Excuse me, this will be a brief informative interruption. We have enabled the donation button, so if you'd like to support Swapping Shoes, your contribution is highly appreciated. By doing so, you provide your boys Luis and Kayo time to make more of these and jump more walls. And because we love what we are doing, and also because Portugal got into a lockdown, in the next month, we'll be publishing not only one, but two swapping shoes a week. Thanks! Message spread. Back to reality in five, four. You're probably not going to be a world-class athlete anymore. It worked. It worked 10, 15 years ago because there were so few of us that didn't fit in that work. But if you want to be... People are like, I want to be the very best athlete, or I want to do... Like these crazy tricks, I'm like, well, it, it would be a very good idea to focus your training to where that and actually make a plan. Because if you're not some mm -hmm. biological monster that somehow genetically is able to do all that, 
from your own, you need to put in a lot of work. And even then, I think in future, because there's going to be more practitioners, even if you're genetically made for parkour, you'll still need to put in the work in order to be one of the best. So I think everybody should think about what they're doing. And I do that too in, in regular intervals. Just look at your practice, look at what, if you're improving, where you want to go, and if you can change things about the practice in order to get there faster or bring out the other results and also evaluate where, where you want to go uh, because if you oh no, want to become very good at flipping there's no point in lifting weights and you should go out and drill your flips but you know if you're struggling with strength and power resistance training might be the answer okay cool uh, and how do you think should be the ratio more more or less between resistance training like if someone who wants to be a world-class athlete, mm. how often should they train conditioning and how often should they train technique? That's a very individual question. So it comes down to the individual person. But I'd say the majority of your training should still be jumps because that's what you train for. Um, strength training can enhance your practice. It should not replace it. So it should make you better, but it shouldn't interfere with your parkour training. That being said, there is the possibility to work within seasons. So, because in winter, you probably not go out, motivation is not that big. You're kind of going into a maintenance mode anyway, because it's, it's hard to progress, especially now with the gyms being closed. So, I think, or I suggest going through different cycles. So, doing strength over winter, becoming very strong, being able to, you know, move more weight because that is going to enhance your jumping ability if you translate it right, which I would say is another cycle where you go through power training and then use all summer. So if you take that, that's like four to five months of strength and power training, but you should still do your jumps in that time, just not as many. And then I'd probably suggest use all of summer, you know, parts of spring to just do parkour and do that. So the majority of the practice should still be skill, but there is lots of room for, you know, strength training too, and people just don't do that. So what what I perceive what most people do is they train as much as they can over summer, which is great. And then, you know, in autumn and winter, it kind of fades. And there's so much more potential in that. Yeah, It's also good for longevity, right? If you have seasoning training if you give your articulations time for them to heal from micro, I heard it. I don't know if it's true. If, if you do it right, <laughs> if you do it right, yes, you can destroy your body with weight training <laughs> in a very short time if you don't do it right. So it's not the answer to everything. It's just the answer that's most overlooked, in my opinion, in parkour. So the best uh, for someone who wants to get into weight training, the best option is finding a a coach or like a personal trainer who will guide them or should they just look up online or listen to their bodies how would you tell so like recommend someone to start doing uh, weight training hmm. well i'm taking care of different athletes so you can reach out to me and we can talk about it okay but it it really depends i mean people have probably done strength training before and doing the push-ups and everything but if you're talking about resistance training lifting weights there is potential for injury and severe injury as well. So I, I'd suggest 
there's two things that are important when you start the training. One is having a solid plan because if, if your training is not geared to what your practice, if you don't know what you're doing, what intensities you're training with, you won't see any benefit from it. You're still doing it. It's all right. You're moving, but you're kind of wasting your time in terms of getting closer to your goal. So either try to educate yourself about training, try to find out what you're training for and then make a plan and go for that. Or maybe speak to a coach, somebody who's more experienced. A good coach will also tell you why he programs training in a way that he does, what the goal is, and will readjust it with you. And the second thing I think is very important, knowing how strength training works, because if you're lifting weights, there's a lot of things you can do wrong in terms of technique. And it's definitely a good idea to have somebody supervise you doing that, learning that for the first few weeks or even months that you're training. But then again, almost every gym offers that. So if you just get a gym membership, talk to somebody, hey, could you have a look at my technique? Should be all right. How old are you now? 25 25 oh you're so young yeah but i look i look fucking I old unfortunately i don't age no, well you don't, you don't. <laughs> maybe maybe you have a knowledge a wisdom of an older person that's that's why apparently i don't know i was <laughs> when i turned 25 i had this poll on my story and people like many people thought i just turned 30 and i was like maybe i should overthink my life <laughs> <laughs> no man it's okay um do you how, how old do you think Uh, like a, a careful parkour athlete peaks at what age? I think the sport is too young to properly say that. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, there's different sensitive faces for different, de like the development of your power or technique and stuff like that. So it's obviously a great idea to get in the sport when you're younger because it's easier for you to learn the coordination of different moves and um, uh, have greater, you know. Um, that being said, it's very hard because also we have no proper definition of who's a better athlete than who at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's very very hard to But say individually i think it's it's fair to assume that you're probably between your 20s and 30s just looking at all the physical parameters we have that and the demands mm -hmm. parkour puts your body through it's probably somewhere between there um mm -hmm. if you're not into yourself and then yeah. i also believe you can keep up the practice if you're doing it in a you know sustainable way up until you're 60 probably Mm -hmm. But as for the peak, difficult is difficult. Yeah, somewhere, yeah, somewhere in your twenties, probably. Yeah, well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see now. We we're getting there. We're getting there. Our generation is getting yeah. there, and we're gonna be able to tell the younger people how. For me, I think my peak was like physically with recovery time and uh, power, maybe twenty. 27, 26, 26 maybe. Oh, right. So I got that ahead of me. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I prefer my parkour now. I prefer 20 now. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 13 in four months. And I think that right now I am in a better uh, mind plus body uh, wedding, you know, like the, the, the 
both together. I, I know yeah. how to pick my challenges. I know how to train. I know how to use my energy and I'm more mature on training. I think it's better. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's, there's, different, there's different things to consider really. And, and one is how big is your physical output, but the other one is how, how good is your practice on, and, you know, I think there's still, I mean, even if you're over your peak, there's still potential to become better. It's not like all your skills decrease one day and, yeah, yeah, and you're just course. kind of working against that. But I think you need to adapt. You're not going to be able to have bust out full, full power challenges for all your life. That's yes, probably not going to work. Exactly. And they hurt also. Do you, are, you, are you coaching now like uh, athletes that reach you online? Yes, um, specific, yes. So I've got one athlete that I had, I'm taking care of one-on-one. -on -one. I'm looking forward to actually putting on more athletes, but COVID has been a bit of a challenge. And then I want to work with the right athletes, so I wouldn't work with just anyone. So I want people that take the practice series that want to learn with me. So it's, it's not for everyone. Then also you need people that want to be coached, that want to learn the things. And yeah. I'm mostly – so that, I'm, I'm mostly – supervising their strength and conditioning because coordination is so individual um, that there's no real point of me evaluating your technique and I also don't enjoy that much um, and yeah before COVID I was I also just moved to Freiburg but before I did that I was coaching at a local gym and as I mentioned the tour which is mostly children which is all right I like that from time to time I just don't want to do it full time but yeah for now yeah maybe from this children you bring the big next athletes right <laughs> for example the motos kids they they used to be scott jackson students and now they are the the strong athletes that they true are. that yeah maybe i should look for younger athletes to take on <laughs> pick them scout them out of the classes and make a next gem team aside give them some more specific for the very motivated kids very coordinated who want to to pursue the career i think that that's yeah, gonna be like a, the future right of this point yeah i believe that i think i think we're definitely gonna have more professionalism in this in the sport and how people are trained and brought up and yeah i also think that's mm -hmm. kind of honestly i think it's it's a necessary progression of the sport because if 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 you can't teach people mm -hmm. faster than you've learned so if they're taking the same amount of time you suck as a coach. That's not the goal of the sport. Like we want to, if you want to yeah. progress Parker, we need to give back to the younger generation and, <laughs> and get them on our level so we can explore what we're actually capable of because we haven't hit the ceiling at all. There's still so much potential, but we can only find out if we, you know, train, train them to our level kind of. Uh, do, you, do you train a lot on the street? Like on, on summer? <laughs> yes. So, well, it, at the moment, to my shame, not so much because it's, it's very cold and we're in a hard lockdown again. So mm -hmm. it's, it's actually hard to fit in because we need to be home by 8 p.m. at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then I try to do my work during the day, which is taking quite a lot of time too. And then it's very convenient to just do my lifting, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of what I've scheduled for myself at the moment anyway. But, yeah, I try to go out as much as, I'm, as my schedule allows. Mm-hmm. Cool. Still. Thank you very much. All right, so let's go for Tic Tac. You ready? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be easy. Um, so, small group or big gems? 
I need to pick one, right? <laughs> um, um, small group, very close friends. Hip hop or jazz? Hip hop. Guitar or drums? I've been playing guitar for almost 17 years, so I'm going to pick that. Ooh, nice. Uh, dive Kong or Running Pre? Running Pre. Strides or Plyos? Strides. Ilabaka or Vorslav? Ilabaka. All right, cool. Thank you. That's good. Has anybody ever said Vorslav? Yes, on that? one person. Only one. And that person was. <laughs> let me remember who was it? Um, was it Nate Weston, maybe? Yeah, maybe it was Nate West. I'm not sure. I cannot. I cannot say. I'm not gonna, you know, put words in other people's mouths. But I think it was. I think it was Nate West. I'm not sure. Well, but what do you think? Do you think? I think that voice lab. I just haven't. I have been um, talking to my friends that are the most similar to my style and my side of the subculture of parkour. You know this, Ilabaka people. I think there's a lot of voice lab people. Like if I talk to Stas or to Pasha or to all the guys from Latvia yeah. in Russia, that's going to be a lot of worse labs. Yeah, probably. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I think because German style is kind of closer to the English English one, so probably that. German style is lovely. I really love them. I think it's my favorite. That's why I have Asics add-on. What is your shoes? What shoes do you wear? Um, Adidas Racer, but they're not being produced anymore, so I try to... I've kind of been buying the last pairs. Uh, I, I'm pretty lucky I have small shoes, so I sometimes I'll get a pair. And they're very close to Aaron's, actually. And uh, for someone who is starting parkour, you as a coach and as an experienced tracer, uh, what would you say is the best type of shoes for someone in general? Oh, when you're starting? Well, I can only say the things everybody says, which is like, Try to go for, for light light shoes, flat soles kind of things. I wouldn't recommend a specific one because if I look back at my practice, I should have changed that earlier, but I was I was just using my joggers for like two years. And that worked fine because if you're just starting out, mm -hmm. just go out and do your jumps. Do what, do what you enjoy. You'll, you'll learn it. It doesn't matter. You don't, you don't need any <laughs> shoes. There's people in India that literally go out and do their jumps barefoot, and I have nothing but respect for that. So, you know, it, it's, not, it's not as comfortable, I assume, if you're just starting out, but <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. But it can play, the shoes can play a role in your longevity and your performance. Yes, but I think a lot less than your technique and your overall approach to practice does. Because if you see like climbing, for example, it's very important for them to have the right shoes. And I think that in parkour too, and my training changes, like since my, yeah, I went from a Reebok Classic era of uh, four years training with Reebok Classic, cushion, quite thick sole into ASICS Aaron, and my training has completely changed. Well, I think there's, I think there's general things you can look out for when you're, when you take, like when you're choosing shoes. So I always say light, um, not much cushioning. So you'll feel your mistakes before they get to your bones, kind of. Um, but yeah, so I, I usually say flat sole, not much cushioning. Um, try to have shoes that live long, if you can find information on that. So, <laughs> but I think most shoes that are being worn right now, so which are Aaron's, what classic joggers, and then Farang shoes, Soras are very good. I haven't tried the big brands yet, too much. 
Um, yeah. But I think as long as you go for one of those, you'll be fine. All right. Thank you. So, uh, what is your plan now for the day? You're gonna go, tr gonna go training. You're gonna do another post. <laughs> I might, I might make another post. That's kind of an everyday to do. <laughs> as of now, I feel. I, I want I want to stay relevant, so maybe. Mm -hmm. But I haven't I haven't planned much. Sometimes, <laughs> no, good. It kind of comes to you sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. So I don't want to force it. Um, yeah. Um, and then learning because I've gone back to university to pursue a master's degree and a PhD eventually, hopefully. Ooh, so I want to be in what? what? In what? Sports science. So I want to be a parkour doctor. <laughs> oh, imagine oh, that would be amazing. Please do, man. We need you. I, I'm trying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, this year, I want to work on a scientifically proven resistance training geared towards parkour practice. So that's the first research I do for my master's degree. Um, but yeah, exams are coming close. So for now, it's just learning. <laughs> okay. So get it back into your learning. Thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you, Robin. Thank you, Lewis. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week and great study. And it was a pleasure talking to you. You too, Lewis. Have a great one. See ya. See you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to one more episode of Swapping Shoes. I hope you have enjoyed. Don't forget to follow at Robin the Coach on Instagram and also our page if you haven't yet. We Arch Club. Have a nice week. I hope you have good training sessions and I see you. Ciao, ciao.